Welcome or welcome back to Soul Source, the podcast. This is your host, Jada Brown speaking, and I am so excited to talk to you. So stay tuned. Hey, babes, welcome or welcome back to the podcast. So this week, we're speaking on detachment. This is the first episode of Ask Jada. And a little like funny joke to go with that. Um, I was going to do what would Jada do, basically, but it looks like what would Jesus do? <laughs> the initials of it. So I was just like, um, I'm just going to say Ask Jada. Because you guys do ask me for a lot of advice. So I felt like ask jada was cute and it's better whatever so anyways that's gonna be the the title of these segments when you guys send me in um your questions or you send me in your whole like stories everything this is gonna be our time to really connect and get to know each other on another level i am so excited for this series and to just be starting something else to get us deeper you know (laughs) anyways stay tuned to the episode There is a lot of good, juicy stuff in this episode. Honestly, this came in the perfect time. This episode really came in the perfect time for me, what I'm going through um, in my own life. So I'm finally able to speak on something like this because I, like a month ago, I could not have spoke on this. So stay tuned. I love you guys. Okay, I know my ride or dies are going to be looking for updates, but babes, we just spoke on Wednesday. You know this is a plus one episode for you guys um, because of the absence. of Well, because of my absence. I'm not going to say the absence. Because of my absence as of late. That, of course, is over with. Amen. Um, but yeah, so I have no updates because I just updated you on Wednesday and it's Friday. Okay, babe? Things are going good. Life is lifing per usual. And yeah, if there's anything else I would have to say, honestly, it's in this episode. So stay tuned. Okay, so our anonymous girly um, wrote in. I'm not going to say her name because I told you guys everything's going to be super private. This is very new. So (laughs) just roll with the punches and we're going to get better down the line. Okay, like always. So she just uh, basically wrote about detachment and like she said how do I detach from someone I still love which I think I'm gonna name the title of this episode because girl that hit right on the head but basically she wrote about um their relationship I don't know if I should share the whole thing because it's so intimate but her um needing to detach from the relationship and so on and so forth so I wrote my own little letter and my own little notes to get into this topic because y'all detach like attachment let's talk about attachment first attachment is so real like I didn't know how real it was I thought I had been in love or I thought I had been attached to people or you know no I was comfortable with people You know what I'm saying? There's a different, there's a difference. So when you're comfortable with someone, you just like being with them. Like you'll be with them, whatever. Um, It's cool, calm, collected. Like you know what you're getting, right? But when you're attached to someone, you're like, 
like that's my person like you get very possessive and there's I think there's two different attachment styles there's a negative and a positive one where you can be attached to that person because they make they give you that comfortability that seeing like that love that we all need and desire and then there's the toxic one which is what I was saying was the possessiveness the where are you going where are you at like all that so I definitely was attached to to someone negatively um and it just made me very insecure all the time just always judging myself just like oh maybe I said this wrong or I did this wrong or maybe he's taking this the wrong way and I have to and I'm constantly I was constantly over explaining myself sending like 12 messages and I realized I, you know, through therapy that I just never was able to get out my words when speaking to other people's growing up. So I I feel the need to always over explain myself. But of course, it has went into my relationships and that can just be annoying sometimes. Like, shut up. Like, I didn't even ask you all that that I've realized, you know, and somebody that really cares about you will understand that but somebody that really doesn't know you or they know you enough to like like you but they don't really know you because they don't really care to know you that much will be like okay let's just talk about that later you know and we all know that person so that those I feel like are the negative and positive attachments we have uh in relationships with people and our um, significant others. So I need you to ask yourself right now, what attachment style are you displaying in any of those situations, relationship or personal with um, your friends and family? Because baby, and I was, I was in both like friends and family, like really like over explaining myself, really just not being a sound mind all the time I'm not gonna say like I was just this crazy person but I even got obsessive like with me and my sister's relationship I didn't really like her having other friends because I feel like it would take time from uh, what we were doing like my brother when we got close I didn't like him having other friends like I had very possessive over people (laughs) ways and I've been learning to heal from that I've been I haven't been over explaining myself I've been learning to heal from that And so I love that when she wrote, like, how do I detach from someone I still love? Because I have, I have went through this. I won't say it recently, but like it was recent, right? So I said, like my biggest advice to you, babe, is to find your never again moment. Now I do believe I read this somewhere, but I cannot remember where I read it. So I'm just going to say this. Find your never again moment. And that's what I had to do. (laughs) And I'm saying it with this much like oomph because I'm a ride or die. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to be there till the wheels fall off. I'm thinking, I'm giving you all the excuses. And of course, this comes from like, first of all, I'm just too understanding. I'm like, oh, well, I did this or I reacted this way. So maybe they think this or. You know, just like being way too understanding sometimes or looking into the situation where it fits the narrative that I wanted to. So I'm not hurt. Right. Because none of us ever want to be hurt or think we're the problem or how could they ever not like me? Like, you're just not that likable. (laughs) And honestly, 
sometimes you're just not going to be everybody's cup of tea, even if they fake fake it because they want something from you. You're just not their cup of tea that they would like to drink forever. Okay, that's how I'm going to put that. So once I realized that, you know what, I feel like I'm kind of being played for a fool. And this person was consist- consistently treating me a certain way. I found my never again moment. Like, I just, I was sick of being quiet with this person. I was sick of walking on eggshells about everything, not even want to speak. Like, if you know me, I mean, I'm sure you can even feel my energy through this, um, through your car, through your phone, through whatever you're listening listening to me on. I am a very, like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to, I say everything that's on my mind. Anybody around me knows, like, I speak my mind regardless of repercussions. I mean, sometimes it's not even the best thing about me. I'm not going to lie. But that's how I am. And being around this person, I was just so quiet. I was just so, like, and I hated it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I like peace, right? I love being at peace. Like, I can be, I can be quiet when I want to be at peace. But I'm talking about quiet, like, when you're together and you're supposed to, you should be interacting with each other. We're just, it was just quiet all the time. And then the only, like, there was no real intimacy. The intimacy was somewhere where it should have been words. You know what I'm saying without saying what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So, (laughs) yeah, it just was not there. But the constant, like, deceit and delusions I was having and then the other person was giving me was on purpose like it was all very on purpose and intentional and now that I sit back and I'm like hold on wait (laughs) wait like I thought this person was super sweet and nice and no they they were not and I kept blaming everything on myself because I know me you know so you just sit back and go okay that was me that was my fault. I'm sorry. Like, did it? Like, I'm apologizing for what? And I have this need to want to be submissive, right? Um, because I'm like, I'm sure you can tell, I'm a very dominant person when it comes to my career. When it comes to, um, you know, like making plans with people and just really being in their lives and things. Like, I dominate those areas because I want them to be a certain way. Because I just. I just like romanticizing my life and anybody close to me knows that, right? So me trying to be submissive, I I took that as like quiet, like stop talking so fucking much, Jada. Just, you know, maybe listen, but this person had nothing to say. And I found out I was trying to be submissive to a boy and not a man. And... I found myself being someone I would never want to be again. And when I looked at her, I said that was never again. That I will never be her again. Okay? So I want you to find yourself, babe. You know who you are. You're listening right now. I want you to see the person you are right now. And tell yourself you do ne- you never want to be her again. You never do. And if you're a guy listening to this, tell yourself you will never be him again. You will never sit around and be treated like that again. 
because we deserve the best. We deserve the love we desire. I say that to myself every single morning and I'm not, I'm not shitting you guys. I say that one thing every single, like during the day, anything I'll be watching something and I'm like, I deserve the love I desire because I will give that love to someone else. I know I will because I'm capable of it because I've done it for people that do not deserve it. You know what I'm saying? So tell yourself that. Find your never again moment and tell yourself you deserve the love you desire. Now, let's go. We talked about attachment and what it means and we talked about um our never again moment you know, just going over that, let's talk about detaching because you said, how do I detach from someone I still love? And I wrote you a little note here. Look, can you hear my paper? Little ASMR. She's right here. And I wanted to tell you, you don't, you heal, you distract from them. You find joy in new places from them. And you, you go, Back to places you feel that they tainted for you and make new memories there. And I kid you not, it's going to be the best thing for you. I could not go to downtown. I'm not going to say where, but I just couldn't go to this downtown area because this person had tainted it for me. Essentially, like I was just like, oh, I just feel bad vibes when I'm here. I was, this is, was our place. This was our, you know, what we talked about this, where I would go. Um, when I was feeling the need to put myself out there for them, you know what I mean? So I just can't, I just couldn't go there for a while. And then I went back and I found this one like hidden gym downtown I was like oh my gosh I love it here and I kept going back and I make new memories there girl I got somebody's I got actually a couple people's number there and then nothing came of it but still like I made new memories at this place that I just thought like oh I'm I wasn't gonna be able to go there anymore and that honestly made me sad but having the strength to be a different woman and a different person and that place where I felt weak and vulnerable consistently and like just going there, I would make bad decisions, um, based upon this person. Oh yeah. Brand new, brand new thing. And when I say distract, I don't mean, you know, act like nothing happened. I mean, distract yourself from that yearning feeling of texting them, of going back, of, selling yourself short of what you deserve because you're literally selling yourself short of what you deserve when you go back to somewhere you were not being served and when I say heal I don't mean the shit you see online this healing is going to hurt I was listening to a Jay Shetty episode and he was basically saying there's a study like when you are detaching from someone you loved, from someone you care for, it's the equivalent of going through like sobriety, like from drugs. And when I tell you it is the truth, that yearning for that person, that like waking up thinking about them, nothing else is on your mind but that like a drug, literally. Because love is, like, it's not in the movies, it's not in the songs for no reason. Love is a drug. And no matter what capacity you felt that you felt it in, it is your drug. So, 
you're about to go cold turkey right now. This is about to be stressful as fuck because you're not going to, it's, it's not something I can explain to you. I just know the feeling. I, I feel so bad if you're, you're feeling that right now because I know, and I just wish I could give you a hug. I wish I could give all of you a hug, but this is what I'm going to tell you. Do not pick it back up. Do not go back because you'll have to start the process all over again. And if you do, give yourself some grace because you're human and it hurts so fucking bad to not be on that. <laughs> like, like it really does. And I understand. I truly do. But at some point, you will remember that you are better. And that it's not worth it. Because it's not, it's not serving you in any way, in any form. Now, let's go back to those memories. M- making the new memories did really just it really helped a lot with being able to go the places I love and to go to new places and just be like you know what I am good I am fine like I I can do this and then you start thinking like you was kind of a little bitch like you start thinking to yourself like girl okay you was doing the, the utmost like but when you're in it, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like, oh my gosh, this is really, really, really hard, which it is. <sighs> now, let me go back to memories there. You start living more. Oh, and I said to start living more than you ever have because love is love is real and the detachment is real, which is what I was stating. So, yes. Start living I mean, living like, I, I don't want to say your best life, but essentially your best life. Start going and doing things that you never thought you would go and do because not only, like I said in the beginning, it's a, it will be a distraction, but it will show you that there's just more out there. I think when I went to that, that new place in the downtown area and I got a couple of n- numbers and I chatted with the bartenders and I watched, girl, I watched sports and and had a few drinks like danced to the dj made some friends like i i was reminded that there's other people out there that i when i was settling i was just settling because it was there and it was comfortable and it was mine or i thought it was mine at least you know and so you get reminded that oh my gosh the world is so big the fish in the sea thing like that fish just wasn't yours and you had to throw it back and that is okay. But you have to get out and start living. Like living much more. Because I know we get in our cocoon. And we get with our person. And we get with our routine. And we start including it, them in that routine. And so when your second nature is breaking. And you're having to restructure and reframe. You're like what the. what? The f-? Yeah. Break all the routine. Break all the structure. And go and start living life. Take Go to downtown on a Wednesday you know like do things that you wouldn't normally do so you can surprise yourself so you can show up for yourself because right now babe you need to show up for yourself you literally have to show up for you because it's it's hurting it's hurting really 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 bad so (laughs) I know I know you trust me you do not have to tell me because love is real and the attachment we can build with one another is beautiful. 
nothing, nothing hurts. Yes. Nothing else. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it can suck balls trying to get over it. But from yours truly, I have learned they will be a lesson or a blessing. Every single time I tell you, they will literally be a lesson or a blessing every single time. And usually, I'm not going to lie, usually they are both. Because the lesson, the blessing they are is that now you know not to ever do that again. The blessing they are is that you went through it and you survived it and you became stronger and you know yourself better now. And you know not what you're not going to f- fall for again and what you're not going to put up with anymore. So there is a real true blessing in that. But the lesson, mm, the lesson's always going to be there every single time because these people leave something behind inside of you. You will always remember their name. You will always remember something special about them because they were in your life. They were something. They were, you know, someone to you. And I had to stop trying to get rid of that. I had to stop trying to be like, okay, I forget them. I forget them. I forget them. On to the next. On to the next. City girl. This, that. Like, that is so unrealistic. You are a human being. You are going to feel your feels regardless. The way you exude them throughout your life and your world and how you, you know, treat yourself after you've gone through something, that is all up to you. But I'm saying treat yourself with love. Treat yourself with the love that you desired from them that they did not give you. Treat your, treat yourself to friends and new connections that can bring a source of love into your life until that person comes for you. Because if you do not, I know like firsthand, I was in my bed. I hadn't got my hair done, hadn't got my nails done, hadn't got my toes done. I mean, I was paying bills, so I was looking like I was paying my bills. (laughs) You know what I mean? But also, I just got in the frame of just eating and going to sleep and watching Netflix because I didn't know what to do. I hadn't been to the gym in so long. Just sad and sick over the situation because I didn't know how to cope with it. When things happen out of nowhere that you're just not expecting, it's very hard to cope with. Because you're just like, what, 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 what's going on? Like, it's just a big shift. I've learned to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. So if somebody's leaving my life, you know what? They were a lesson because I learned something from them. I learned that I can't put all my eggs in this one basket because we might not be compatible in certain ways even though we're attracted to each other and I chose um to always look at attraction and I'm not talking about just physical even though that is an aspect but like attraction and careers attraction and um just certain little things because I was just like you know what if they have this that and the third will click. No, (laughs) no, no, no. That list has always gone wrong. I think you should definitely go by your non-negotiables, 
but just also go in no expectations just go to have fun and go to be someone's friend because the best love stories are friendships that happen first so just go try to be someone's friend don't put any expectations on it you know why because that detach that you're asking me for that you're trying you're seeking you will be able to do because you're going to be like oh that was my friend and we thought it was something more it wasn't and maybe you even make a real good friend out of that when you shift your mind to work out of that out of that way instead of like oh this is my next husband oh this is my next husband and girl let me tell you i that's how i used to work so i'm learning this myself as well but just detaching from the thought process of of every man that we meet is our next person because we're sick of being in this dating world it is so ghetto but at the same time it is so beautiful and being open to love and people is a gift it is a true gift so just just try to be someone's friend see who they are before you attach yourself to them see what they love who what they care about because maybe you'll see that they will care about you (laughs) and it'll actually be something real I think it sucks that we have to do so much groundwork and open ourselves to be hurt and even warning and seeking and how you're asking me for, you know, detachment advice. Um, I think that sucks. But at the same time, I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool that we have this opportunity to let ourselves feel so deeply for someone else that it can it it feels like we're breaking but it's not you're you're the shell is just opening up to a new person a new version of you because you 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 felt like you couldn't you couldn't survive it y'all know that scene of bella and like i think it's twilight new moon yeah i think it's like the second movie when she's like sitting in the bed and i y'all i did not understand why she was being so pitiful like my i think fifth grade self just did not get why she was so heartbroken over this pasty man like what was the love like was it really that serious y'all only kissed a few times (laughs) but when i felt it bella bella i felt it i understand that now i understand like the not wanting to get out of the bed the the not wanting to be in my life to disconnect and detach from my life over a human being this is a real thing and this part of relationships that don't work out really really needs to be spoken about so much more because the breaking of I can only speak from a woman's perspective. So the breaking of a woman's heart in that way, our feelings in that way, it just can really like, it can do some damage. And you still got to live. You still got to go to work. You still got to, if you have children, be there for them. You still have to be in your life when all you feel like is being Bella in that bed, you know? So... I want to say this before you go back 
listen to this story from Les Brown. I'm going to pick it up right here. And yeah. And then I have a love letter for you that I'm going to read you. But listen to this story from Les Brown. This story really motivated me to just continue on. Like you think what you have in front of you, you'll just never be able to replace. You think that it was just too good. Nobody's going to be that good in all these different areas. And let me just tell you, basically, this woman married this man. I'm going to read it verbatim because it's pretty quick. But this woman married this man. Think about this. This chapter is called Relationship Impact. So he says, a friend of mine by the name of Alua McClaney, I'm probably saying her name wrong, but anyways, I'm going to say Miss McClaney, had a dream of moving from Alabama to Los Angeles to get into real estate. She saw what was happening in the real estate market and felt positive that she and her family could strike it rich in California. This was in the 1960s during a time that many black people had low expectations for their lives based on social injustice, but not her. She was hungry to go after her dream. Her goal was heart-centered and she had unshakable faith in her in her vision. She planned to earn money through child care services and selling sweet potato pies by the slice with the money she earned from those ventures. She would invest in rental property and then repeat the process. At that time, Miss McClaney was married with two daughters. So she told her husband her ideas and asked him if he if the family would move and start this new life. Her husband was hesitant to make the move and told her to take the kids and go without him. Mr. McClaning insisted on staying behind in Alabama just in case things didn't work out. Y'all, when I seen that girl, girl, anyways, she needed, she needed to come back. He, he claimed he would move out west with her I'm sorry, y'all. I'm reading so bad. I'm just trying to record and read at the same time, and it's not easy. But anyways, she needed to come back. He claimed that she needed to come back, and he would move out west with her and the girls if things worked out as she planned. After some time, she exacted her vision, and her real estate business was in profit. She and her daughters were living well. Since all was going well, she asked her husband to come out and join them as he said he would however he refused she was devastated she prayed to god to get her husband to see her vision and to move to california to join the family she told me that as she prayed she heard a crystal clear voice from god telling her do it alone she listened and let her husband stay where he was where he was while she went on to amass over 300 million in real estate in Beverly Hills, California. She lived in the same neighborhood as several celebrities, including Bob Hope. Y'all, I don't know who that is. (laughs) Unfortunately, after some years passed, one of the McClaney's daughters died. Finally, Mr. McClaney, um, her estranged husband, made it out west. He came only to attend his daughter's funeral. However, while there, he at last he at last saw the lifestyle that his wife had created for herself and her family. He was undoubtedly amazed, probably ashamed and regretful too. She told me that after the home the homegoing service ended, he asked her if they if she thought they could make it work between them again. 
At that request, she laughed in his face and almost hit the floor. She had no words for him and even accidentally laughed. Needless to say, she sent him in his small mind back to his small life in his small house and his small town. Period. While she continued to grow her big vision, sometimes the people who you expect to support you will indeed be the very ones who try to hinder your growth. Many times the people who stand to benefit most from your success are the very ones you need to release. The people closest to you won't see your vision because it isn't theirs. They are often your number one fans in the dis- in the discouragement club. That's okay. Be Mrs. Ula- McClaney and do it alone. Pray to God to order your steps and take off. That encourages me so much. I mean, coming from a situation where I was quiet, I didn't feel encouraged. I felt intimidated, not because they were intimidating, but because it was so quiet and made it awkward. So I felt like I never could say anything. You know what I mean? And so you're saying you want to detach from those feelings because you still you still love them. But do they love you is the question you need to ask yourself. You can love them because you're probably a good person. Good people always, we somehow love bad people. And it, it's, it's sad to say, but it is the wholehearted truth. We somehow do because we, we see that they can be better because we are better. And I'm not going to feel bad for saying that. I am a very good person. <laughs> like, so it is okay to know that you are a good person. Because you're going to be good to others, but you have to leave what is not serving you. Often in life, people are expecting to receive what they are not willing to give. The key to cultivating nourishing relationships is to first nourish your relationship with God and then relationship with yourself. You cannot nourish an external relationship when your your introspective relationship with self is malnourished. How can you feed someone's soul when you have no soul food to offer. That was also by Les Brown. And I love that. First of all, the podcast is called Soul Sourced for a reason. Everything I do, I put my whole full soul into it. Um, including love, including, you know, everything. So when I tell you guys to to do that same, I encourage you guys to do the same all the time because I believe you can do anything you put your mind to because you can. Um, do not seek detachment. Seek healing. Seek love. Seek new memories. Seek a better you. And with that being said... I have this love note by Raina Betty that I love that I read, I think, my freshman year of college out of this book. And I forgot about it. And I was, you know, doing some research for this episode after I read your note. And I thought this would be perfect to tell you um, to close this episode. So here it goes. You spend too much time guarding your heart and not enough time nurturing it. Let love come inside and fill you. Allow yourself to feel. And if all fails, try again. Be mindful that everything we do and everything that we go through is meant to help us. 
grow. Ultimately, throughout life, we face many trials and tribulations. We come face to face with adversity time and time again, and we get hurt. Hurt is a part of life. The same way hurt is a part of life, so is growth. Please don't allow one person or one couple of experiences to close you off to your own self-growth. You deserve to be the better version of yourself every single day. And by guarding your heart and shutting people out, you disable yourself. You put yourself in a position where you miss out on not only a love that's waiting for you, but life. You miss out on the most important things. You miss out on you. Without opening your heart, you can never truly know yourself. You can never fully love yourself. So keep going, keep learning, and keep loving. Keep being eager to learn and love new things slash people. I love you. I love you guys all so much. And remember, you can do anything you put your mind to. Send this episode to three or more friends that you feel are going through a terrible breakup, self-doubt, lacking self-love, and let them know that I love them and that this episode will be exactly what they need to hear today. Make sure you rate the podcast, comment on whatever question I decide to ask you guys because I'm not sure yet on Spotify. I love you guys. It'll take two seconds and I will talk to you next week. Bye.